0: The sheep have thick faces.
1: Episode 45 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And we just came out of another big bunch of rain because that's all that happens now.
0: Yeah, it's depressing.
1: Kara wanted to actually find out how many days of the year didn't have rain, but it's kind of hard to look that up.
0: Which is weird, I should tell you.
1: Well, it's an unusual question, but yeah. I I suspect if I had time, I could figure out how to hit the APIs for the weather service. But in any case, we don't think it's that many. We think we've got a few dry spells and mostly rain.
0: Yeah, I should have marked the calendar each day at rain. There would be so many marks.
1: Yeah.
0: It would be so, like every day.
1: We have more information about the storm from last week, big nor'easter, that came through and gave...
0: Nor'easter?
1: Yeah, technically it's a nor'easter. But it was tropical storm level winds and some places higher. Governor Mills of Maine issued an emergency for the state the very next day and made statements that... Basically, her administration was perfect and the weather service had dropped the ball and the weather service hit back with, you know, we predicted this. It's pretty much what we said it was going to be. We, we knew about it five days in advance. And I also had seen a, an email from Central Maine Power saying that they had gotten days in advance. They'd gotten extra people down from Canada and up from Rhode Island. So Central Maine Power knew about it five days in advance.
0: But when did you get that email?
1: Oh, I got that um, after everything went down. It was oh. like when, when cell coverage was really spotty. Right. And it was really hard to get anything. Uh, they got these emails of, we're working as hard as we can. And they mentioned that they had, several days earlier, had called for extra help mm-hmm. from, from other places.
0: It's a little suspicious if you ask me. But...
1: Basically, the, <laughs> the National Weather Service knew about it ahead of time. And Central Maine Power knew about it ahead of time. But for some reason, there's a disconnect. There's a guy on TikTok that popped up on my feed. He's an actual meteorologist. And he said they love to correct themselves when they get stuff wrong. They'll definitely own it if they do something wrong. But they knew about it before. And they checked the social media for the Maine state government and nothing, no mention of it. Normally, the Mm -hmm. local government will say, everybody be careful. This is coming. It's going to be big. Yeah,
0: like I mentioned previous, they'll always warn us about like snowstorms, like no there'll be a parking ban, there'll be many pop ups on different feeds and all this stuff and it was just it was nothing.
1: Somewhere along the line, it, it seems like the local government dropped the ball and didn't pull the trigger on the kind of alerts that we should have gotten. I, I don't know what goes into our phone uh, going red and saying, oh, you're about to get hit with something big, but that didn't really happen to us. It's it's an unusual kind of storm to have this time of year. We're probably we would have snow, uh, but I don't think the weather service dropped the ball and I don't think... I don't know. Everybody knew about it except us, basically. And the state government didn't really Mm -hmm. say much about it beforehand. So I kind of feel like people didn't... Somebody didn't take it seriously in the way that they should have.
0: Yeah.
1: And we wound up getting blindsided by it. A lot of people did. Half the state lost power, which... You know, that's not something that you can... That's going to happen. Mother Nature is bigger than us. But... They could have told people ahead of time there's probably going to be a lot of power loss with winds this high.
0: Like especially, granted it wasn't cold, but it's still December. So had we had warnings, maybe some of the elderly people or children could have found other shelters.
1: Go stay with family or something. Yeah, yeah
0: that had heat and water. So
1: there, Yeah, there's Peace. people without generators. There's people that there's people that have a hard time when they get caught off guard like that. Yes. And there's businesses and emergency services and all kind of stuff that lost power. I'll yield to whatever investigative reporter gets in on this, but my gut check is that somebody in the chain and probably not Governor Mills herself. Some, some, there's a chain of people that do this stuff and somewhere in that somebody didn't do what they were supposed to.
0: Questions: question is, is someone actually going to go investigate that? Because I would totally do that if that was my job. Maybe I should, because I'm sure no one else cares enough. And all. then
1: one person will get blamed for all of it and lose their job, and they'll call it done. Yeah, it's like well, it, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that anybody gets punished. We just have to find out exactly what happened.
0: Where'd you go wrong, and how can we improve it for yeah. next time? Because there will be a next time. This yeah. is not a one-time occurrence, because... If you've seen anything on the news about California, apparently the ocean is super bad. So, I mean, Mother Nature is fighting back right now.
1: All the normal systems and air currents and temperatures are thrown off. And it's not just the world gets warmer. It's not just that. It's it's the systems that the world depends upon get out of whack. And we end up with more intense storms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So we've had 100-year storms and 1,000-year storms that happen pretty much every year now across the country and the world. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to have more weird weather as we go forward. I don't expect the winters to be as cold as they were even when we first moved into the house.
0: Or last year. Yeah. Negative 50 with the winds. But it could go back to that i mean we still got january february march so we don't know
1: yeah i i expected the, the temperatures to be volatile i don't i don't like what we should have is a layer of snow a couple feet thick over the whole property and what we're actually going to have and, and this is an el nino year so it's a bit warmer but when it gets back to whatever normal is we're going to have that snow but then we're going to have a warm day and it's a lot of it's going to melt and then refreeze at night. And we're going to have ice. So we're going to have a lot more ice going forward. Because we're not going to have consistent temperatures. So that's fun.
0: hmm So fun.
1: Yeah, and we're going to have to come up with... Everybody's house is being battered with water. So any trouble you have with moisture is going to be exaggerated this year.
0: Yeah, so... I actually made an appointment with a gutter guy. He'll hopefully come Tuesday to get an estimate because our problem the water has to be redirected before we can fix anything. So that's the first step, right? So a gutter would redirect this water. It's not the prettiest on an old house, but you gotta save your house, basically.
1: Yeah. So, and if you have gutters, then, like, if you don't have gutters, you fix something, and then it gets wet again. It's just going to cr-
0: recreate the problem. So yeah. you've got to nip it in the bud where it begins, and, and then fix the other issues after.
1: And we've got to dig French drains on the property. I don't know when I'm going to have time for that, but we'll figure it out. Maybe this is when I rent, finally rent an ex- excavator and learn how to use it.
0: <laughs> That'll be fun.
1: It's just, honestly, it's just a, a trench down. I know exactly where it needs to be because I've watched where the water flows and freezes. So that's one benefit of all this wet weather is I got to see exactly where it pools and where it flows from. I would just have to basically back the excavator down the hill and just dig a trench as I go. And I think it needs to be like 18 inches deep. It doesn't even have to be that deep because you're not trying to get below the frost line. You're trying to give water a place to go. There's a a drop-off outside the fence. I'll probably aim it that way. And it'll just give... I think it's the way you do it is you put a six-inch wide special pipe that's perforated, lets water flow into it, and you cover that. You put that in a bed of rocks, and you put rocks on top of it and then you cover that with landscaping cloth and you put dirt on the landscaping cloth and it's all the, the landscaping cloth is just there to make sure that the dirt doesn't immediately go between the rocks so the rocks can continue to let water flow basically it just gives a little drainage hose for all the water in the ground to just exit and it means you get a lot less mud but you have to place it properly so i might i might have to Hire somebody at least to consult or something. We'll, we'll juggle how the money works out and what's cheaper. But I'm definitely going to talk to somebody that does this for a living yeah. so that I can make the right decisions. I don't mind doing the labor myself, but with earth moving, you need the old man that's going to tell you if you do it this way, it's going to fall apart in five years. If you do it this other way, it's going to last a lifetime. And somebody in the field will know the difference between the two. And I would just be some dude digging a ditch. So I'd have to get somebody to at least check it out for an hour.
0: Yeah, problem is trying to find someone, but hopefully.
1: Yeah, we'll call around. We're going to call around this winter so that we can, while it's still winter, because spring is going to, it's too late.
0: Yeah, if you don't get on the books now, you're out of luck, basically, because people fill up. Because everyone wants to do uh, house repairs come spring. So,
1: yeah, so you need to be on the schedule already by the time spring comes around. So, we'll be.
0: Sadly, even if you have no money and you can't even think about what you need to do, you gotta get on somebody's book if you want something done.
1: And they're not on the internet. The the best way to find these guys. Is to go to the local gas station convenience store, like not just not like the kind you'd expect in a city, where it's just like just what you're thinking: gas station convenience store. They're more like uh, social hubs.
0: General store.
1: General stores, especially um, ours, also sells gas. Ours sells everything. We have one of the larger general stores in the area, maybe in the state.
0: I think it might be. Gotta it's
1: three floors. It's, it's huge. That's Aberdeen, by the way. (laughs) Of
0: course it is.
1: She's asleep, and she's snoring, and she's closer to Mm -hmm. the computer than (laughs) either of us. But some people have smaller general stores, different general stores. uh, Depending upon what it is, they may get their gas in a different place. But basically, any place where people might congregate at all, uh, if you look at the door, there's, um, there's one gas station I see on the way out when I'm delivering for Kara, and they have this wall near the door where everybody just puts their business cards. You're more likely to get the name of a contractor off of the back of a guy's t-shirt in line
0: or the or, side, of, the or or the the side of a truck or the side of
1: a truck. Yeah. Or um, like, like I've, I've actually asked guys, can I take a picture of the side of your truck? And I go, Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Cause he wants the advertisement. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just want to get his phone number, you know? But the, the business cards on the cork board that I was just discussing, they they put like four or five business cards and stick them with a thumbtack to the cork board so that you can actually take a business card. Otherwise take a picture of it with your phone. And th- these guys don't have websites. They don't they don't even they don't even keep up with their Facebook really. No. They're busy. They're just doing work all the time.
0: And we- websites and stuff is expensive, so
1: Yeah, they don't have the money to pay a web developer what he's worth. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't do websites for people.
0: Except mine. That's why we're lacking. <laughs> but he tries. We're, we're working on it.
1: I've basically got... Uh, t- we both got like three full-time jobs now. It's insane. It's... its uh, Winter's hard. Mainly it's the water. We've talked about that. Holding the water around makes it hard in the winter. But even this kind of... Fake winter that we're in now, where it doesn't even get that cold.
0: It's the worst. It's like a fake out because you still can't use the hoses because they freeze at night. So you, there's no point. So you still gotta deal with the water. And then you gotta walk through mush to get anywhere. And the ducks dirty up the water faster than you can pour it. And it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. And it's depressing, because it's already winter, you're already depressed, and then you got mud and cloudy days and rain and rain and rain.
1: And part of the trouble is there's an, an emotional cycle in New England. The, the summer is really a time for healing, so you can prepare for the winter. And we didn't really get a summer. We got robbed because yeah. there was like a month and a half in the summer where it literally rained for a month and a half. It would stop for a few hours during the day, then it would rain at night. Um, if you got a, if you got a day without rain, you'd have a night with, with rain. It was raining constantly, and that's where it got uh, dangerous for hay because hay has to be dried. Like they 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 have to mow it, they have to let it dry, and then they can bale it up. Yeah, because
0: if you mow wet grass, it gets gross and moldy. And if you bale that up for hay, and then you have moldy, dusty hay, which is dangerous to animals.
1: It's also tough to work with because the water makes the hay heavier, so it's harder on the machines. And then, so yeah, you end up with a wet bale of hay that is not capable of drying itself. And it's just, it's a mold factory. And and you also, like, we had to buy, during that month and a half, everybody ran out of hay. And we had to buy some that somebody had mowed when they probably shouldn't have, but they had some. And it was six bales of just awful, awful hay.
0: Yeah, we had to throw one out.
1: Yeah, because it was just too bad. It wasn't moldy because it was too brand new, but it was wet. And it had mud in it. And when it dried, as you're breaking it apart to feed the, the goats, all this dust, this mud... Dust.
0: No, and mold had grown
1: on it. One of them we had to toss out. There were some that were okay. Yeah, but
0: it, they didn't like it. We didn't
1: like no, it. No, no, they didn't like it at all. because it's funky. like <laughs> Because the the mold is a given. It's gonna happen. You know, for us, one of the bales was bad enough. It was like she said, had to toss it immediately. The others, it was a matter of time before they got that way too. So we basically just were trying to pick out good hay out of it because we had nothing else. And every time you did that, the the mud that had dried in it, it was just like dust, just dirt, dust every time. So basically, when our regular general store had hay again, because we got a few dry days after that, like, "Oh thank God, we tossed out like two or three bales that we had left of that, <laughs> I think we maybe fed them two bales of that. Maybe Mm -hmm. like
0: two and a half, but you can't like compost it either because the other animals will try to eat it and get sick. So
1: yeah, we had we had to toss it basically.
0: Yeah, threw some of it into the like beyond the zone. I call it it's where our garbage cans live, and just kind of dusted. And
1: if we ever (laughs) if it ever gets dry, I'll use it for something. But it's right now it's everything is wet, wet, wet. I can't drive the tractor in the back because I, I worry about sliding around. And even if it's uh, dry enough for me to drive the tractor, I'm going to leave big ruts and everything. My, my best case scenario is I tear the land up and leave ruts and everything, so I can't go back there.
0: But back to the hay. So I I follow these Facebook. I guess they're called forums or groups. Facebook groups, I guess, like goat groups and duck groups. And there was this one lady who's beside herself because she could not find hay. I believe she was in, Van- not Vancouver, but British Columbia, Canada. And she could not find hay within like 100 miles of where she lived. And she couldn't get to the U.S. because she doesn't have a passport. So
1: That was recent.
0: Yeah, that was like a week ago. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? And then I keep telling him, "Go buy hay, go buy hay, just <laughs> in case." Cool. It's like, how do you feed your animals if you if there is no hay to feed them? I don't, I don't know.
1: We got, we got a little scared by that, that month and a half in the summer. because yeah. we ran out, and then after that, we were aggressive about buying the hay, because they had a dry spell after that, and it got dry enough where they were able to start mowing it, and now. Ironically enough, I overheard somebody in Huzzies say that they'd had because of all the rain the grass grew more and they were actually able to get a, a higher yield of hay this year. It's just it was the timing of it was disrupted by the rain, but they wound up
0: last year they ran out pretty early in the winter.
1: Yeah, they've still got plenty. They've got a full barn, well, not a full barn, but like a half half of the capacity of what they put in the in the barn at the store. And then they've got, like, a bunch more back where they mow the hay. So they're doing really good this year. And we're going to keep buying it until they switch to the Canadian stuff. Because we stockpile now.
0: Because you have to. Because they're not cutting new stuff until maybe April. But we don't know. It could be May. We don't know. So you yeah, want to make sure you have plenty.
1: They're not baling any new hay at this point. That's all. No. So now we're just going through whatever they've collected. The way the hay season works is, after you grow the hay, you you mow it a number of times. Quick editor's note. So they end up with multiple shipments of hay from their hay farm to the general store. And so when they run out, another shipment comes. And that keeps happening until it's all gone. And then they import stuff from Canada, which is more expensive. So you want to be stockpiled by then And then just kind of use your stockpile until winter is over in, what, I think April? Or maybe a little earlier or later, depending upon the year. But anyway, back to the show.
0: Because right now the grass is not growing and it's dormant and our sheep are very mad about it. And Aaron tells us every day.
1: Normally they wouldn't be able to see the grass. It'd be under snow.
0: Well, we have a, a light dusting right now.
1: But that's going to melt. We, because
0: we had rain for three days and then it snowed. So, It yay. got cold
1: <laughs> enough to turn into wet snow. About an inch of wet snow.
0: But now it's like melting and it's getting muddy and lovely. Yeah.
1: So we've got like a few days of dry weather and then it's going to rain again. Again. <laughs> again. <clears throat> but as far as the hay is concerned, we, we've been spooked by that, that one bit in the summer. And... Kara started looking into storage, and we have that twelve by twelve Shelter Logic um, storage building. It's it's just like a metal frame with tarp over it, really, but it's fancy. And uh, I've been told by people who use them that it lasts a couple of years, and you have to replace the cover.
0: Which makes sense because it's just tarp, hard plastic. So
1: I mean. It depends, though. If theirs is out, exposed to more of the elements, because ours is the wind is blocked by the house and by yeah. trees and bushes right. on both side, on the two other sides. So it depends on how much punishment you get on your property. But we we'll get a few years out of it, and we'll replace the cover.
0: Yeah, you can just buy replacement covers. And yeah. You just want to keep up on this stuff because failed equipment equals failed everything else.
1: Yeah. So. The way we did it is, I just built it in a, a spot that was good enough, um, I might move it next summer a little bit, but uh, you set it all up, you spike it down with these anchors that screw into the ground like a foot and a half, and um, you tether it to the metal frame with these metal cables, and you screw them in tight with these clamps, and, and it just basically anchors it to the ground really well. Always anchor it to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. For something that big, definitely. Uh, it was, I was told to also... And this is why I think uh, the person I talked to had hers out in the open. I was told to take uh, logs, like large logs, and put that inside on the sides and tether them down to that. So that's... If you're out in the an open area, you might need to, to do that too. But ours is in front, and it's protected from some stuff but i i, I went and i put uh, pallets inside in a u formation so that i can walk into the center and i can reach everything and basically each pallet i've got five stacks of three bales of hay so there's fifth there's uh 15 in a stack on each pallet that i've got back there and i've, I've been thinking there was 60 bales in there but but uh Today I checked and I was wrong. This, this, I had one more stack than I had remembered. I'd, I'd counted them wrong. So I've actually got seventy-five bales in there. Well,
0: that's
1: good. I had to refill it because Kara had to. You know, we had a, a a point where it was raining too much and there's too much going on and we couldn't buy hay. We couldn't get out there, or or we showed up when a couple of times when they didn't have any and they still had to get. When they run out at the general store, they have to get another shipment. From their own barn just down the street right like the truck goes picks up from there and just takes it like a half mile down the road or a mile down the road to huzzies and delivers it and then you can buy more from huzzies so typically if they're out you just come back the next day but they were out and then it rained for several days hard mm-hmm. which makes it hard for them to deliver the hay Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: which means you can't buy for a few days so Kara had to while I was I think it was while I was working and or out delivering or something you dipped into the storage And then I
0: brought a couple bales up
1: And that's what it's for right So then I started stacking it up in the garage and uh, I opened up a space for a pallet in the garage and put uh, we stacked up 15 in there. So I've got set, and I refilled the storage. so now I've got 75 in the shelter logic building. I've got a stack of 15 in the garage. Which makes ninety, and then I've got a place in the front of the garage that we pull from, um, that I'll I'll replenish as we go, and that I just keep like six bales of hay there that we can use to feed the goats, and I'll keep replenishing that as we go until they switch to the Canadian stuff, and then we'll start using up our storage. But we're gonna keep buy as long as the the hay stays normal price, we're gonna keep buying it.
0: Yeah, cause I mean they eat it year round. We feed our Goats and sheep, hay, 24-7, year-round, because even in the summer, they like some hay. They'd rather the fresh stuff, which they go for, but because we have a lot of goats and not a lot of land fenced out yet, they go through it pretty fast.
1: The grass is the only thing that has a chance to grow back. Really.
0: Yeah, and the sheep are the ones who eat that, so...
1: Oh, goat eat the grass.
0: Well, not by choice.
1: Well, yeah, I haven't had to mow... Like, when we got the new tractor, I, I, we traded in our lawn tractor, and... Because I, I didn't need the mower deck anymore, because the goats keep it down. But goats definitely will eat everything else that they want, and then finally they'll lower themselves to the indignity of, of eating grass. But they'll do it.
0: Yeah. Only special grass, though. Not all of it.
1: Right, sometimes there's a particular...
0: <laughs> there are sections where they're like, nope.
1: Yeah, there was, like a, 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 there was a particular weed that they didn't like, mm-hmm. and they ate all the grass around it, and that weed was sticking up. <laughs> and I had to take the weed whacker out there and go, mm, real quick and take care of it. But they were eating around the stuff they didn't like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what they do.
1: Yeah, the hope is that we'll fence out more land, but a lot of it is wooded areas, so I don't know how much grass there's going to be. And what the goats do is they go into the new area and they, they browse all the leaves off all the bushes, everything they can reach. And then there's no more leaves for that plant. If it sprouts another leaf, they eat it. And so the plants all die. Yeah. So you want to have enough land opened up that things can grow back. And we have a lot of goats. We have 18 goats.
0: that's <laughs> not that many. That's a lot. They just, they're greedy, so they eat too much.
1: Yeah, so we definitely need to, to clear out some more and plant more grass because that's the only thing that has a, sh- a shot at recovering. But eventually we're going to have more open space and, and more stuff. But right now, the sheep go for the grass first, of course. They, Not
0: all, they eat. Oh, they, 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 like they eat hay. Them. Well, yeah, they eat hay, but grass is their primary source of food.
1: Right, so the sheep don't really eat a whole lot of hay in the summer. As long as the grass is there, they're yeah. they're happy with that.
0: We still give them hay, but they'd rather... They fill up on grass all day, so they don't eat much hay.
1: Yeah, they just don't... It lasts a lot longer. And Basically, you're looking at about a bale a day, but then when winter comes and nothing is growing, you, you end up with two bales a day. And that's a rough... Because it's really more like a little over one a day. Yeah.
0: And it depends now it's, on the day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because they have to fatten up for winter, so they eat a whole lot more as they approach winter.
0: But this winter has been weird, so they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to eat.
1: Right. This winter has thrown everything off. Uh, it, it's all the... Uh, I'm, I was worried that the goats wouldn't grow their winter cashmere, to be Not honest. Not
0: all of them did, though.
1: Yeah. So it's it's kind of... Scary because there are natural processes with these animals that respond to the temperature, and if they too many warm days, they, I mean, like we have a bunch of chickens molting in the middle of winter.
0: Yeah, they're still molting. We have all our black ostrilopes are now molting. Um, Dallas growing her feathers back. Keel finally grow grew her feathers back, looking good. But yeah, some of them are still.
1: They look like. They look like plague chickens.
0: And then when it's raining, and then they look like, oh my gosh, it's terrible. Yeah, they look so <laughs> pathetic so all the
1: time. It, it, like they've got some kind of horrible disease.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then when it, when it starts coming back, they have all these black like, rods just sticking out of their body all over the place. Because that's the mm-hmm. base of the the feather, the quill of the feather coming in. And then the feathers start to come in through the the ends of those. It looks kind of neat once you understand what's happening, but,
0: yeah, but in the they beginning, look terrible like oh my gosh, at first, I thought they were sick to be honest because they're not supposed to do it now. And it's right. weird.
1: The timing's also another thing. Cause, yeah, yeah. Why, why are they doing this now? What's wrong? It's
0: supposed to happen it, in the fall, like September October, but uh nope.
1: we've we've had temperatures all over the place. So it's got everybody confused, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna be okay. We've got like ninety six bales of hay plus one that we've opened. Like we've cut the uh, ropes on it.
0: Well, it might be ninety five now. Ninety
1: five. Okay. Oh, well, you got some out there I just earlier. Cut one. <laughs> yeah. So basically, over ninety bales of hay, and at two a day, that's like forty five days that we can go. After we stop buying hay, I'll keep aggressively buying it and stockpiling more and more, as much as we can hold.
0: Yeah.
1: And we'll keep going until they stop selling it. Because once we stop, once once we we're, we're going into reserves, we're on a clock. Yeah. And we have to last until until they start uh, bringing more in.
0: And first cut is never great, um, end of season. Is not great either. It's that midsummer cut that seems to be the best that everyone enjoys. But
1: so keep in mind that they may be eating more if it's not very nutritious. They may eat more.
0: Yeah, just to fill their bellies.
1: It might take more hay to give them the nutrition that they need if it's not like the best cut. Which s- means you're spending more money on more bales.
0: Yeah, supplement. We don't give. We've discussed this. We don't give grain to anyone because it's not good for the boys. And I have celiac, and it's not gluten-free. Technically, yeah, there's hay, but I'm—it's it's a different process. So as long as I glove up, I'm good. I do get a small rash from it, but that's just because I'm allergic to hay. I don't know if it's the wheat part of it maybe it is i don't know
1: Kara's allergic to the outside
0: (laughs) and the inside to the earth yeah dust mites is number one
1: so another thing that we're doing i guess we could talk about the the upstairs project
0: (laughs) so here it is okay happy new year's eve everyone oh
1: that's right it's new year's eve happy new New
0: year's eve and i'm supposed to do this epic post on all the things, how my year went and stuff, but I have not. It's been, it's too much. It's just too much.
1: It's, it's been a wild year.
0: And it's Sunday. I mean, uh, freaking holidays are on weird days this year. So, yeah, the year has more misses than hits, sadly.
1: Oh, before we get onto the house stuff, I want to mention one more thing that I'm looking at outside the window now, outside the sliding glass door. We have that uh, shelter logic, uh, like a livestock shade. It's like a, imagine a, a semicircle coming out of the ground, like a little tunnel. It's about five feet tall at the center. And it's just for animals to walk under and get out of the sun or get out of the rain or whatever. And the sheep tend to hang out in there. We started putting a milk crate full of hay in there for them so they could munch a little bit while they hang out. I put a bucket of water in there every morning. So they can have water there. And basically, the sheep can just hang out in there, and they tend to. But the the hay was kind of a problem. It wasn't enough hay for them. And Kara decided to repurpose one of our was it a fifty gallon
0: yeah tub. It's one of the plastic uh, stock tanks.
1: It's a stock. It's a fifty gallon stock tank, and we were using it for a duck pool at one point before Kara got the uh, some better ones. And now there's we got two of them just laying around. And one of them has a hole in it, so we couldn't use it for a, a duck tank. And Kara grabbed one of them, probably not the one with the hole.
0: probably Whichever one was closest. Yeah. So. But
1: she decided to use one of them as a feeder, so she tossed it in there. And in the morning, I just tossed some hay in there. Normally, I break the hay up when I put it into their metal feeders because um, it's enough work to stick your mouth... Through a four by four grid, four inch by four inch grid. I didn't want them to have to like break up a solid bale. So I tear, I tear the bale up and stuff the hay in the feeders. But in the case of that stock tank, I just throw a chunk of a bale in there and let them tear it apart themselves. And no matter how much of a mess they make, they just spread it around inside the stock tank.
0: Yeah.
1: The only trouble is it like, was it Liam's so far? Yeah.
0: Liam. Anybody else? Uh, I think Aaron has jumped in there once.
1: Okay, so one of the sheep and one of the goats have actually gone in there to lay in it, like it's a bed.
0: Well, she didn't lay in it. She was just standing in there to eat.
1: Oh, okay. But and the problem so is, she. So. I don't want anybody to like do their business in the feeder, basically. But.
0: Right. So the problem is, the sheep have thick faces, so it's mm-hmm. hard for them to grab out of the feeders and... The things we use are we use the laundry baskets for the goat feeders in their house. And
1: those are not a four inch by four inch grid, those are smaller. Those are like three by three, I think.
0: And goats normally will stand on their hind legs to get stuff, and sheep pick off the ground because they like the grass better. So for the sheep, that's why we did the milk crates because they were having a hard time with that. So we have two milk crates, more are on the way, and so to have something on the ground for them is easier for them to eat out of.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the goats just have smaller faces. Their, their mouth can easily get in to that 3 by 3 inch grid, and the actual feeders we have outside are more... Those are from Tractor Supply. Those are the 4 by 4 inch and those actually... Um, are okay for the sheep can eat from those.
0: Yeah, although they're, they'd rather you put hay on the bottom on the, part the of it
1: catch tray underneath. Yeah,
0: they've gotten super bossy.
1: <laughs> they do once they get comfortable <laughs> and they want a particular schedule, they're they're, <laughs> they're
0: just they're sometimes worse than the goats with their moodiness Ooh. and bossiness.
1: If they're in my way and I'm trying to move them, they're like, like I'll take the the food out of the duck house in the morning i'll I'll dump it back into the the container and it's the bowls still have food stuck to the bottom because ducks are messy and they get water in their food bowls so i toss those out and if the sheep are out they'll 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 try to eat from those food bowls and i go over like move move Uh the sheep yeah Uh the goats are not even let out yet i don't because i was trusting the sheep i let the ducks out i go let the sheep out and I was while I'm cleaning everything up, I, the goats would come in and just voraciously like tear through everything. So, but the sheep are more well behaved, or so I thought. Not anymore. So I toss these bowls out, out of the duck house while I'm getting everything squared away, and I basically need to get those bowls kind of cleaned up before the goats are let out, so they don't try to eat it. But now the sheep are trying to eat whatever's left in there, and I go over and I, I standing next to the sheep, no reaction actually lean into him and try to push. And Hamilton is like, nope, I'm not moving. I'm heavy. I'm not going anywhere. And, and so I have to reach down and pull the bowl out from in front of his face. And there was a time when I couldn't get within 10 feet of any of these sheep.
0: Yeah, they were super shy. Glasgow's still shy, but Aaron and Hamilton are, especially Hamilton's less. He loves the pets. He loves yeah. scratches. And... It's
1: getting there. It's just we need more time. That's all it is. Yeah. And we feel bad because the sheep have basically been wet since we got them. Since we,
0: this is their first winter, and they're like, oh, okay.
1: They're, they, they're <laughs> less than a year old. They've only experienced rain.
0: Yeah, I feel so bad.
1: You've I'm, never even gotten them shorn.
0: No, because you're supposed to do it after their first year.
1: Yeah, so in the spring, they're going to get shorn for the very first time.
0: And it's sad because they got all these crusties and we've been trimming them here and there to get rid of some of the icky and so Aaron can actually see.
1: Cause we we <laughs> trim some of the hair around their eyes we or the wool
0: yeah.
1: that's in front of their eyes. And then we've, um, they've also got like basically dingleberries in their wool uh, near their face where they, they, goats come in, poop in their house eat their food, and then they lay down at night, and if they put their head down, they might put their head down in some goat poo. And then you got a little bit of goat poo stuck in the wool Or it's
0: eye boogers.
1: Or eye boogers or whatever. I mean. A lot of maintenance for these animals. Yeah. Um, but we did yesterday get the rest of the, the feet for, like, a few days ago, we got the sheep, and, and we just got the goats squared away, trimmed all their feet, got them done. So that's out of the way. So I think that covers like the outside. But I've derailed us for a second. We were about to talk about indoor house projects.
0: Oh, yeah. So this is the last day of my vacation. Tomorrow I got to start back up again, uh, making some bagels. But what do I do on my last day of vacation? I'm like, well, this has got to happen at some point, right? So I started tearing up the carpet in our bedroom. Um, It was a project on the horizon anyway because the carpet is disgusting and full of dog pee and whatever whoever lived here and we just don't like
1: carpet we like hardwood
0: and i have my biggest allergy is dust mites so the fact that we've been sleeping downstairs i haven't had as much of an allergy issue Mm -hmm. so the allegra has no longer worked for me so i'm taking these Flonase mist for children because I can't do nose drops. And, of course, nose drops are the best remedy for allergies if going through the -the over-the-counter stuff. But I can't do them because that hurts my throat. So I've been doing the mist for children. And it seems to be doing okay. But I haven't had to use it as much since we've been sleeping downstairs Downstairs has no carpet, just rugs. So the carpet is the problem.
1: Yeah, for those of you who are just joining us, um, mm-hmm. the we, we basically winter on the first floor. Mm-hmm. Kara proposed it like, could, sh- could we do this? Should we do this? And I responded with, it's our house. We're the only ones who live here. We can do whatever we want.
0: We're doing it to save money on heating bill yeah although even though this winter is less cold the problem is we live in an old house it's like almost 200 years old and the second floor except for the bathroom upstairs has no heat
1: right the way the way the second floor gets heated is there are vents in the floor and they don't go to any ventilation system you open up the vent and look down you're looking at the floor (laughs) you're looking at the first floor they're just holes in the in the ceiling. That's the kind of vent that they are. So you basically open them up, and the warm air from the room below works its way up into the room above. And it's not part of the furnace system at all. So the only place where the furnace goes upstairs is in the bathroom, which is smart. It protects all the pipes. No, but, but you end up with an uncomfortable second floor, and that means space heaters, and that means... Uh, running the propane heaters, we got three of them uh, in the house, and we end up running the propane heaters in certain rooms to keep warm. And so this year, Kara suggested that the warmest room in the house, we just kind of camp out in here at night. And it's been it's been fine. And recently, she's suggested like taking out that carpet. We've we've been talking about that and how we're how we would do it, you know, because. That carpet is not on hardwood. It's it's subfloor. You have to do flooring to yeah. pull that carpet up.
0: But I looked into it. Obviously, we can't afford real flooring, and we can't pay someone to do installation of flooring. So there's this peel-and-stick flooring, which is in our bathrooms right now. The previous owner probably did it. And it's okay. I mean, it's not the best, but... For a temporary fix for a couple of years until you can save up, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. It is what it is. These
1: are the decisions that you make when you are in your forever house. Like if you watch the TV shows, they, they only do things that will increase resale value. We're doing things that will help us live here. Yeah. And the, the nice floor will eventually happen, but that might be years down the line.
0: And that's going to cost Thousands and thousands of dollars because our bedroom is actually quite large, which is another problem.
1: (laughs) Which is all we always joke about this with realtors when you're looking at a house and you don't like the carpet, they go, Oh, you can just pull that right up. You don't just pull carpet right up, that's not how it works.
0: I mean, you can just pull the carpet right up, but the question is, what's underneath?
1: (laughs) But didn't you find like the other rooms where we pulled up the carpet, there was like a million staples.
0: Oh, yeah, the laundry room that is now the laundry room. Tons of, there's still staples in the floor. I'm sure I missed because I step on one here and there.
1: But that had hardwood underneath. It
0: had hardwood, but the floor was so bad, I could not rescue it. I had to paint it, which killed me, but they damaged it. There was like five layers of carpet and glue and staples and the flooring was not good. Like you can actually if the light is on in the basement, you can see it through the laundry room floor. So obviously someday we'll replace that floor with better floor, but for now it's painted and is the laundry room it's just the laundry room and is also the nursery and duck haven when we need it, so
1: yeah, so it's a play, It's got a baby gate that we keep the dogs out with, and if and if, when I
0: say nursery, I mean baby birds, baby ducks, baby.
1: Yeah, if we start incubating again, or if we buy new baby ducks, or like, if a animal gets injured and has yeah. to stay inside, that's where they are. So that's that's kind of what that room is used for. That's
0: the safest room because we can close it off, and it's downstairs, so it's easy access to everything. So.
1: But as far as the carpet goes, we had talked about it's tough to do that in the bedroom. Because you, you can't just move. Where where do you put the bed? Where do you put everything, right? Yeah. So we talked about doing it in sections. And we take as long as we want because we're doing doing it ourselves. So since we're camping down here and it's working out, we're just going to keep camping down here for a while until that eventually gets finished.
0: I mean, I don't want to live down here during... The entire season. Although during summer it might help, cause we have to. So the this house has so many issues. That the one window in that bedroom where we can actually put an air conditioner is now coming off the wall. The framing of it.
1: There's water damage there.
0: It needs to be replaced, but that's like a four thousand, five thousand dollar project. And how do we? How do we even? Might do, be more now. How do we even? Yeah,
1: because it won't stop raining. Because so. it was it was already a $4,000 project, and we were making plans to get that done. And then we had a year of nothing but nonstop rain drenching everything. The theory behind how that window got that way is this house probably had a shingled roof at one point. And so the, the snow and the moisture would stack up on the roof and be all up on that window. And moisture got into the window from there. And then once you get a metal roof, the snow slides off. Mm. So it doesn't attack the window as much. But that's the the, the guy that did the estimate originally said there was probably a shingled roof on this house at one point, and that's, that's when the damage started.
0: Uh, that's the worst window. All the windows really need to be replaced because in our now dining room, that used to be our living room, moisture... Is getting in the walls are basically crying
1: (laughs) so we've got like multiple places sad we're doing triage we're trying to figure out which one has to be done first so Uh,
0: obviously it's the bedroom one but that's the most expensive how do you and then you look up and you get like a loan but they only for repairs and main to do on houses You can get a loan, but you have to only make this amount. And sadly, even though he, just him, I would qualify because I make nothing, but he makes more. But we still are not able to afford that and live at the same time because you still got your mortgage. You still got electricity. It's like, come on, really?
1: The the (laughs) way that works is I make pretty good money. And if I didn't have any debt, I'd be rolling in it. Uh, but not cause, even,
0: because... No, you don't,
1: you don't... Well, okay. When I say rolling in it, you have to remember that we're modest people. We're not thinking of like the high life. We, we, we're
0: just affording groceries, really. We
1: would be putting money away, saving, all kind of stuff like that.
0: Retirement? What's that? There's, yeah. There's yeah. none of that here. But the thing
1: is, we've both been in debt forever. And you end up... Money goes out as fast as it comes in. And you basically... Imagine like somebody that makes good money but has student loans. I don't have student loans, but but if I did like imagine how much money goes out that you don't get to keep. That's like us living through the 2008 financial crisis. We never got all that paid down. Uh, we, we, we moved our debt around a little bit into better things like bank loans and stuff and able, we were able to leverage stuff and, and make it less painful, but it's still there. We still have debt
0: yeah and
1: a lot of I money do. still goes out the window every month so when you look at my paycheck you're like oh that's that's a good bit you should be okay it's like yeah but i've still got and we we're homeowners and we've had to fix things like every house we were in it's it it frustrates me because i feel like our there are other houses that we owned we desperately tried to fix them up so that they would meet code and that that they wouldn't be damaged, and we just basically made them much better for the next person to live in. Man. And now we're here, and we've got all these animals, which cost money, Man. Uh, and and that's another issue that we gotta wow. deal with. But we're looking at this this one house; we're gonna be stuck with it forever. So we, we we're thinking about every little thing in it. And and there might be ways that I can leverage things. Um, I might be able to restructure some stuff. I'll talk to we'll look into it. We'll figure it out. I'm sh- I, we're going to be okay. Don't get us wrong, we've made it through worse stuff in the past. It's just we're in the we're at the point now where we're looking at all the problems and feeling kind of overwhelmed.
0: Uh yeah, I mean, it's it's been a hard year, let's be honest. So and yeah. then you know, doing the my two businesses, I don't have any business loans because I don't make enough to get a business loan which is kind of stupid. Um,
1: Yeah, there's no big investment of capital at the beginning. Like in the movies and stuff, Mm -hmm. she'd have an investor and she'd have a brick and mortar and she'd have all this stuff from day one. And in real life, when you start a small business, you have almost nothing.
0: Or everyone's, well, just go to the bank and get a business loan. Oh, it's not that easy, folks. You got to actually have a lot of money coming in So the bank will be like, you're good for that loan. But if you don't have a lot of money coming in, you're not good for that loan. Even though you will pay it off because I have not missed one payment on anything. But they don't see it that way. And that's that's sad because when you have businesses, you need capital to keep them running. Especially during winter because winter is the hardest.
1: Yeah, there's not enough focus on small businesses in this country. There's there's a focus on medium to large businesses. But there's not much that there's not much there. Well I I've gone on and on in this podcast about health care, but if we had universal health care, think about how many people would be free to start their own business. Yeah, if they fine. didn't have to stick with one, this one job for the health insurance. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have to worry about the health insurance. You pay you'd pay a tax for the healthcare and it'd cover absolutely everything for your whole family and the money that currently like is taken from your paycheck for healthcare, you'd keep that money. You wouldn't pay a copay. You wouldn't pay for all this crazy money for medications. All the things you pay now would be gone and it would just be that one tax and you'd end up saving a bunch of money. But it scares people because, you know, when, the pharmaceutical companies or the health insurance companies buy advertisements. They try to scare you with, your taxes are going to go up. Your taxes, but they don't mention that all these other costs are going to go away. You know, and that that keeps people from starting businesses. Like I keep my day job. Even if all our debt was gone, I would still keep my day job, because we have health insurance through the day job. You know, if if health was universal and we didn't have all this debt and we were bringing in more enough money. I would just work for Kara.
0: Well, that's, that's not easy.
1: no. If, I we, mean, if the nonprofit got big enough,
0: yeah, the nonprofit
1: because uh, that's going to reach a critical mass. Like right now, we have barely anything in the nonprofit, and we're trying to get.
0: I'm the, trying to. We're trying to get
1: the airplane off the ground,
0: which is the hardest part of owning a business. So I own the two businesses, and owning a business, one business is hard enough. Being like small. I'm not talking having multiple employees and brick and mortar. These are things we start from scratch and have no investments, no money to back it, no nothing. I'm just starting it because it needs to be done. Yeah,
1: it's what Ron called a micro business. Yeah. was just a perfect term. It is mom and it is pop.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, it's the hardest thing ever.
1: But it's a catch-22 because if we could get the nonprofit going, if we could, like like Ron had mentioned to us, it's totally cool to make money for a nonprofit. You just have to use the money for the stuff you said you were going to use the money for. You have to you have to follow those rules. Yeah. So we could sell merchandise. We could we're going to try to sell things on the website in in, in addition to donations. If that nonprofit brought enough money in where I could quit my day job and just work for the nonprofit, get hired by the nonprofit. I could be around this property all the time trying to build it up and clear it out so that we can do more for the nonprofit. Like we're trying to make this place a, a, a place where people can gather and hang out with the goats and stuff. I want to clear land. I want to make trails. I want to make um, places where, like benches where you can sit while you're walking around.
0: Yeah. And My pl- goals are to have like, we're doing fundraising right now for three additional buildings so we can move the sheep closer to the rest of the gang and then add a couple more animals and have like a clubhouse hangout for people when they come because obviously we deal with a lot of different weather here. So I want a an inside space that's not one of the animal houses that we can all gather. But the animals can come in and out when needed.
1: So, so she's she's pretending that there's going to be a wooden building. And she's not going to put animals in it. Um,
0: not, well, they'll be in there, but it's not going to be their house.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> no, because we... So I was looking to into the ponies, but... They're hard to find in Maine, and they're super expensive, right? So donkeys might be the better way to go, like miniature donkeys. So I have a lead I have to hear back, and then I'd like a couple more sheep. So if I could find a building where I could separate, one part would be the sheep and one part the donkeys, so they could share the space but have a division, like stalls. So that was the ideal for that one. And then the next one would be a smaller building for two pigs. I just want two pigs. And then the other building would be for, you know, gatherings. And wouldn't be awesome because then if we had an indoor building, we could do so many more activities. We could do movie days because nights don't work for me because I have to wake up at midnight and stuff like that where we could just do fun things with the animals and not be in this obscene weather all the time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And we could basically set them up off-grid so we don't have to run power down there.
0: Yeah. So that's ideal. And eventually we got to replace the duck house, but I think it'll survive another year or two. We've got
1: another three or four years in that.
0: Yeah, we just got to make it better. So...
1: We're doing like half-ass maintenance on that now because we don't expect it to... We're going to lose that fight. It's not going to be preserved forever. It's already on its way. So we're just going to keep it going
0: Until, as
1: long as we can. Yeah.
0: So that's on in the works too, but it's not a next year goal. But those three are next year goals. And I mean...
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's
0: a lot. I know, but... It needs to get done sooner because that way we can. The sooner we build it, the sooner they will come. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is. It's true. Yes,
1: yeah, so we've got challenges for the house, for the farm, for the animals, for the future. We got challenges left and right,
0: yeah.
1: and we'll meet them.
0: Hopefully, but
1: it's it's just. Uh, it does feel like a lot and and this year being abnormal has <laughs> disrupted so much the the it's I honestly feel like it, it takes a, a an emotional toll on people because if you don't get a good summer that you can enjoy and and just kind of look around at, at the the beautiful state of Maine it, you you don't have the summer and then you go into the the gray monochrome of winter, and you've never had that recovery. Yeah. Then your seasonal affective disorder is going to be more.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: and then we don't even get the snow. We don't even get the the good part of winter, which yeah, it's cold, but you end up with snow, and I kind of like snow. It's 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 a chore to clear it out, but once you have it carved out, you have your pathways dug. It's pretty cool. You know, I'm we,
0: okay with no snow. I just don't want any
1: We had a green Christmas.
0: Moisture. Yeah, well.
1: But that's the thing up here is if you don't have snow, it's because it's too warm and you're going to be wet. Uh, so it, it, that's the choice. At this time of year, you're going to have snow or mud.
0: I guess snow, right?
1: <laughs> the ground is not fully frozen. It's frozen enough that you can't do much, but it's not frozen like it would be. So we're, we still got mud. You know, so I just feel like like summer took a toll on us, and then winter's taking a weird, different toll on us that it should.
0: Yeah, and definitely. I've been feeling it worse. Like everything's just—it feels worse. I mean, this—it was already a tough year, but.
1: Not to mention the fact that the the temperature and humidity actually affect your hand.
0: Yeah, forget about that part, cause that's something that. No one really understands, but we'll get so, there. We'll so you're
1: having it. trouble there, and it's just it's just been really disruptive. I just I want like more of a normal year next year if we can get one.
0: Hopefully, we'll see.
1: Yeah. So that's a depressing way to end it. The-
0: I know. Happy New Year! Yeah. We're just
1: a bowl <laughs> of sunshine today.
0: Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was. We haven't even gone through, we haven't shared some of the hardships and it's not not the right time. I don't think it'll ever be the right time, but.
1: Yeah, it's just, <laughs> we're trying to entertain you a little bit and educate.
0: Yeah, we and, don't want to depress you too much. Yeah. But, um,
1: I'll give you this before we go. I, When I could drive the tractor, I pushed the compost piles down the hill because underneath in the bottom, there's some pretty good compost there and i'm using it as fill dirt to fill in gaps and and smooth out the ground and make kind of a a road down the hill and you don't want to if you can help it you don't want to put the fresh pine shavings there you want to get to the bottom of that pile and get the good stuff you know but i was able to turn the compost and i I'd, I'd, i know I'd, I'd love to get Shipments of fill dirt, but it's really surprisingly hard. We'll <laughs>
0: it's surprisingly hard. It's just dirt, people. To
1: get fill dirt, it's, it's just su- dirt. It's surprisingly difficult, and we'll talk about that another time. But I've got like a plan of using the the, he- the really good compost stuff to fill in some stuff, and then carpet bomb it with grass seed in the in the spring. And then see if, but, but the thing is all that compost is supposed to be trapped under a layer of snow for a few months to where it really does its thing and decomposes. And we haven't had that.
0: There's still January, February, March. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: It's pretty cool though. When I, when I flip it with the tractor and it starts steaming and I realize how much.
0: Oh yeah, I took a video of it, but you can't really tell the steam, but. The chickens love it. They love playing it. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, because there's bugs in there and stuff. So once I flip it all over, the chickens go <laughs> in and, and go to town. It's cute. Yeah. All right, so that's enough of, of us for today. We're we're both, like, tired. and
0: It's been a day. It's been a long day. It's like, I'm going to start a board of days without incidents, and um, <laughs> we're down to zero. So we'll leave it at that for next time. And I hope you have a... Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year.
0: Bye.